This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number two of the radio program. If you would like to take a part in it, uh, just go ahead and call 800-922-6680. It doesn't spell anything. And if it does, it's kind of nonsensical. We didn't have the budget to, like, call 1-800-ROB-IS-AWESOME or whatever. No, we didn't. You know, we just said kind of a low-budget operation. But no, no, I just just eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. Rush Limbaugh's number didn't spell anything either. Two eight two two eight eight two. I don't want to confuse the issue here. But anyway, that's the number. It's eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. I did mention last hour that uh, Directv is uh, planning on removing uh, Newsmax from its lineup. They did the same thing last year with OAN, OAN, little uh, startup, and and they. You know, I'll just be honest. They've done some good work. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, they are our competition. They are my competition. And you know what? I'm, I welcome it. I welcome it. When I was in New York, I went to New York. Uh, the first time I went to New York, a year and a half ago, seriously, first time, went and broadcast live uh, across the street and five stories up from where Rush Limbaugh got his start. And, oh, by the way, we're uh, <laughs> the show is going on in New York this weekend. I can't give you the details, but we're going on in New York City this weekend. I know, I know, I know. It's so cool. It's so cool. So anyway, um, but uh, uh, DirecTV is planning on getting rid of uh, Newsmax this week, and we are asking you, if you would please, go to my social media, uh, get in touch with your representative, and by kindly say, hey, keep uh, keep us on DirecTV. Keep Newsmax on DirecTV. And I'm just going to offer a bit of advice to DirecTV right now because if direct tv wants to go down the road that so many have and to malign or restrict speech that is conservative then i would ask you just to pay attention to disney direct tv what happened to disney well, Disney decided they'd be all woke and everything. They're even changing the, uh, the what was that, that ride at uh, Magic Kingdom of Song of the South, which was dated when they started it, but they're getting rid of it. They're making it into something stupid, and they're, you know, changing up everything, and they decided to do a uh, drag stuff and, you know, be down with the, uh, they were against, uh, uh, you know, getting sex and sexuality out of uh, elementary schools. They, they, uh, they called the, uh, the bill that Ron DeSantis came up with to restrict schools from teaching sex and sexuality to kindergartens. They called it Don't Say Gay. And Disney was down with it. And Disney lost their asses on it. And they fired their woke CEO. And they, and they had to rehire somebody else. Oh, and then there's this. Listen, listen, listen. DirecTV, I need you to listen. Okay? I'm just, I'm just it's just man to corporate conglomerate. Spotify is going to act 6% of his workforce this week. They've added a lot of woke stuff. They even added that stupid uh, podcast with those two spoiled brat royals, whatever they are. Uh, <laughs> paid them a lot of money, and they're losing their butts on it. They're losing their butts on it. Uh, Amazon losing its butt. Meta, 
which is uh, used to be Facebook, but they had to change the name of Facebook because people were so repelled by Facebook because they censored so many people and they became a tool of the government. Yeah. Google. Google's laying off people. You know why? Because all of your searches on Google are, uh, are filtered through uh, the liberal microcosm, and uh, and therefore your speech and your searches and anything negative about Hillary Clinton won't show up, or anything negative about a Democrat won't show up, but by God in heaven, if you put Donald Trump in there, it'll immediately say, Donald Trump's a criminal, Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that. Google's doing cuts, Microsoft doing cuts, oh my goodness, look at all that. Google Barrett Company Alphabet's going to lay off 12,000 people. And a lot of people have said, well, yeah, but they hired a lot of people during uh, COVID. No, no, no. No, people have just said, you know what? Screw you. What else here? Some other layoffs going on here. 2023 shapes up to be the year of the layoff. A fifth of business insiders expect worth workforce shrinkage, which can be very, very embarrassing, by the way, and belt tightening at their firms. Silicon, thousands of staff shed in Silicon Valley tech wreck. That's what they're calling it, tech wreck. National Association of Business Economics found out that a third of respondents said their firms were fully staffed, while 19% saw their workforce shrinking in the next few months, and that includes some of the aforementioned uh, institutions that have bedded down with wokeness, including Meta, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, uh, Spotify, Netflix. What about Netflix? Hey, hey listen. Hey, guys, DirecTV, uh, Netflix. Pay attention to Netflix. Yeah. My wife is already, uh, you know, I want to be very careful about this because, you know, um, badgering me about getting rid of uh, DirecTV. She is. She's like, don't. We got, you can stream that stuff. You don't need to get. She does talks like that. Uh, we, don't, we don't need DirecTV. It's a waste of money. You don't need DirecTV. And I'm telling you, DirecTV. Uh, when the wife in the relationship says the DirecTV needs to go bye-bye, DirecTV goes bye-bye. Do you know why I have DirecTV? Because I can right now go to 349 and watch Newsmax. I can watch it in real time. I like to watch it in real time. That's why I have, that's why I have Netflix. Or, or that's why I have uh, a DirecTV. And there's a couple other channels that I want to watch in real time. It's hard for millennials to understand. I, I don't live my life on a delay. I like to watch things on real time. I know I'm old-fashioned. I like to switch here to, uh, to uh, Newsmax, and then I'll go over to Fox, and then I'll go down to the History Channel, and then I'll go down to Food Network, and I do it all in real time. But my wife is saying, you know, we really need to get rid of uh, 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 DirecTV. So I'm just saying, uh, DirecTV, you might want to just, I'm just saying, uh, if you take away the things that bring people to your, your distribution system, your, your, uh, your, your, yeah, it's a distribution system. If you, if you, if you turn away people for their political views, then, uh, Disney, Netflix, all of this. If you would get in touch with your uh, representative, that would be greatly appreciated. Now, it's kind of interesting because uh, one of the things that the mainstream media is telling you is that Joe Biden won the midterms with the, uh, the largest margin of victory since John F. Kennedy on a midterm because he's doing such a bang-up job. Bang-up job. And the networks are, you know, touting Joe Biden. And they, he's the best president. And, and look at all the things he's doing, all that. And forget the border and everything. There's a border. Forget the 40-year high in inflation and the gas prices and the grocery prices and all that. Joe Biden is by far as popular as John F. Kennedy. 
Well, apparently that's not what people are saying. Across the majority, across the nation, 51% of Americans say that Joe Biden should not run for president. I wonder why that is. I don't know. But here's ABC. And as for President Biden, it's a portrait instability, not necessarily a good one. We're seeing his leadership underwater on a range. See, uh, a direct TV, if you, if you ban conservative networks, it's not going to matter because the, uh, the word's going to get out what a bad president we have and what an abusive government we have. Change of issues around the economy, inflation, crime, far more than that even. On the, uh, but it's basically where it's been now for months and months, since well before the midterm. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. How is it possible he won the best midterm since John F. Kennedy? How could it not have changed? His approval of his handling of the economy, only 38%. Yeah. It was 37% back in August. So uh, that hasn't changed. No. Perceptions of President Biden seem pretty locked in. Yeah, yeah, pretty much locked in. We know he's a terrible president. He's doing a lousy job, and you're being lied to about it. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. You know why? Because we're not stupid. Now the White House is trashing the media because uh, by asking tough questions of Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, it's, it's a bad thing. They're, they're just trying to get attention and stir up controversy. You know, just stirring it like Jim Acosta did. Oh, yeah, when Jim Acosta was in there, it was perfectly fine. He even went and he even, he even wrote a book and nobody bought it. Kind of weird that way. Uh, the White House on Monday accused members of the media of seeking to milk daily the revolution, revelations about President Joe Biden's possession of classified documents for their own benefit amid pressure to provide straight answers on camera about this, the, uh, the matter. And if the Biden administration had their way about them, they'd be able to successfully shut down speech about it like they did so successfully using the FBI and Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram and TikTok, which is owned by the Communist Party and uh, the major networks. Network media and the mainstream media and all of that stuff. Here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday getting hammered like uh, Paul Pelosi did uh, by um, Peter Ducey, and she doesn't like it. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? (laughs) (laughs) You're so cute. Oh, if I could only have you killed. It is Peter. Um... Last name's not Clinton. Uh, president Biden is still intending to run for re-election in 2024, right? Uh, I'll just repeat what the president said after the midterm election, which is he intends to run. I'm going to be very careful. <laughs> That's fantastically funny. Here, as you know, uh, uh, because we are covered by the Hatch Act, and I'm not going to speak further to his process. Is there a precedent for people running for president after FBI agents search their stock drawer? <laughs> Say that one more time. Say that beginning is, part. Is there a precedent for people running for president after? FBI it sounds like you. It sounds like you already know that that the answer to that question. Look, here's what I. I don't here's, know the answer to no, that question. Here's here's An here's the eye search of a president's residence is a big big deal. Here's what the president's going to focus on. He's going to focus on continuing to deliver for the American people. That's deliver what? Deli- deliver what? A giant truckload of crap? He focuses on every day. That's what he's been focusing on the last two years. Yeah, and, 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 and by the way, going to uh, to Delaware on the weekends. I'm just getting some feedback in my weird that's, ear. That's weird. Okay, it's back. Thank you. Yeah, I go to Delaware on the weekends. That's that's focusing on the American people. That's focusing on the American people. That's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He had another trove of uh, classified documents at President Joe Biden's private Delaware home. Senate Democrats made it clear on Sunday that Biden can no longer excuse his way out of the scandal. It looks like people are beginning to get it, like uh, Dick Durbin. 
Number two, uh, Senate Democrat admitted on CNN State of the Union Biden can no longer attack Donald Trump for the Mar-a-Lago classified document scandal. And you know what? They tried everything with Donald Trump. And it's kind of strange because uh, we found out this week that uh, Donald Trump would beat the snot out of Joe Biden. And Donald Trump is still leading in the primary uh, election uh, versus Ron DeSantis by 20 points. You know why? Because the people don't believe the media and they don't believe Joe Biden and they don't believe the federal government. And they do believe a guy who went to Washington, D.C. and legitimately did what he was saying he was going to do. And this isn't about being a, a Trump sycophant and all that. This is just about somebody for the first time in my life, other than Ronald Reagan, going to Washington, D.C. and doing what they said they were going to do. Like uh, reverse Roe v. Wade, which the left is now saying is a constitutional right, which it never was. It never was. It was just a bad court decision that was able to stand for 49 years. That's it. Wasn't a constitutional right. Wasn't the First Amendment. Wasn't the Second Amendment. Wasn't the Fourteenth Amendment. Wasn't any amendment. It was just a bad Supreme Court decision that allowed people to kill 60 million babies. Other than that, it was perfectly fine. Perfectly, perfectly fine. Uh, more on the uh, document scandal. We'll get into uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is blaming uh, inflation and gas prices on Republicans. And uh, the Energy Secretary, Secretary Jennifer Granholm is all in. Uh, that is coming up. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's The Rob Carson Show. This headline from uh, MSN just in this morning. Mike Pence had classified documents at his home and he turned them over. Uh, this whole classified document thing ain't about the classified documents. So I'm just going to say it right now. It's not about the classified documents. The classified documents really don't matter. Uh, what does matter is the double standard by the media and the White House versus Donald Trump and the Justice Department and the abject corruption of the Bidens, which uh, uh, they uh, created a, uh, uh, a charity or a think tank at the University of Pennsylvania and got uh, $70 million from China after a deal with the CEFC, a $5 million no payback loan to the Biden family after meeting over there on a $1.5 billion hedge fund managed by the crack-addled prostitute-mongering son of Joe Biden with Joe Biden being involved. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing. That's what it's all about. It ain't about the classified documents. It is about the corruption. Yeah? And Donald Trump had every right to have those classified documents. Because he's the guy who said, ah, I can say it's not classified. And okay, not classified. Done. Obama sick of Joe Biden. Time for him to go. I got plans for my lady. So I set up Joe. Two months after the midterms, the FBI got a call in a garage by his Corvette. You're going to find a big hall. If his name was Obama, this would not be a sting. But Joe Biden's my puppet, and he has half a brain. FBI will read at midnight <laughs> If your name's Roger Stone <laughs> But if your name is Biden mm, mm, mm. They will leave you alone If 
If you want me, shut Obama. Yeah. It's about the corruption, the you see. It's not about the classified document. Oh, yeah, and then also... Drop a dime on Joe Biden. It's about Joe Biden not running again in 2024 because that's why the the documents have come out. That's why this has come out. It's because the Democrat Party realizes that Joe Biden does not have the uh, mental or physical stamina to be the president, to run for president, any of that. I mean, he literally had to... He had to the Democrat Party corruption machine carried Joe Biden through the election process, just like they did Katie Hobbs in Arizona. Arizona. Uh, in the no uh, no debates, uh, no uh, well, there's a little a couple of debates with uh, with Biden, but no debates in Arizona. Just skate through, let the media handle everything. We'll get you in the office and we'll be cool. Well, that ain't going to happen with Joe Biden in 2024 because the Democrat Party realized he's a disaster. He is a disaster. We're able to pull off the midterm, supposedly the most successful uh, since John F. Kennedy and all that, and yet the American people know it's a crap show. Okay, it's a crap show. Oh, I just got a note from my producer, Brian. Uh, a woman from Bel Air, Maryland, called me off air and said she called DirecTV and said they are not taking Newsmax off the air. Okay, well, I'll believe it when I'm not being told by uh, the powers that be that they are. Uh, and right now they are. So maybe there was a, an associate there who uh, who said, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, well, no, no, we're not taking Newsmax, just because maybe they wanted to not, uh, you know, want to pass the buck, I guess. This is interesting. A former CIA uh, officer turned uh, lawmaker, Abigail Spanberger, not Spamberger, uh, which are quite delicious, by the way, with a little slice of pineapple, I've heard. Anyway, became the latest Democrat to criticize Joe Biden's handling of classified documents on Monday, saying that agents risk their lives to gather the information here is. Abigail Spanberger. Hold on. By documents outside of a secure compartmented uh, information facility known as a SCIF. I'm a former CIA officer. I used to handle classified documents every day. I used to collect the information that was then put into classified documents. So I know that the sources of those classified materials at times can be um, individuals who are risking their lives to provide valuable information to inform uh, lawmakers to inform the president to inform our military and diplomatic leaders. And now here's where things could get uh, a very indie, a very, very, how do I say it? Very indie, very quickly for Joe Biden. Okay. Because you see, uh, Hunter Biden was staying in Joe Biden's a home, which is valued at 1.6 million ish or so, I guess. And according to um, Zillow, they say it should be rented for about $7,600 a month. You know, you got some money, money, uh, $7,600 a month. But Hunter Biden was getting paying $50,000 to his old man to live there while receiving a whole lot of money from China. Uh, It appears, well, this is, uh, did Hunter Biden receive classified information on Ukraine from Joe Biden, then emailed the top secret info to business partner Devin Archer? Lawyers discovered more uh, classified documents at Joe Biden's Delaware home in a garage next to his Corvette. Additional documents stored in Biden's library were discovered January 12th. And again on January 20th, the documents discovered at Biden's private residence uh, are related to Ukraine, Hmm. Iran, Hmm. China, Big Hmm, and the United Kingdom. According to emails and coverage from the laptop on hell, Hunter Biden sent his business associate, Devin Archer, a very detailed email on Ukraine on October or April 13, 2014, just one week before Joe Biden visited Ukraine to meet then-Prime Minister Arseniy Yatsenyuk. It appears Hunter Biden was emailing Devin Archer information he received from a briefing about his father, Joe Biden, or directly from top secret documents. Now, if this comes out, Joe Biden's presidency will come to a screeching halt. 
And maybe that's why all of this is coming out right now. Because the Democrat Party used Joe Biden to uh, uh, effectively destroy the country the two years of his presidency and codify a lot of nonsense uh, like this uh, new Green Deal and whatnot. And he's done. And he's done. All right. uh, We're going to move on to other things. Uh, Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full-size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's kind of weird, even though the government says that the sky will fall and everything will end if there's a government shutdown. It never does. It looks like 56% of Americans, according to Rasmussen, uh, say shut the government down. We don't even care. And the funny thing is, the uh, larger share of those people are right in the uh, lower to middle income bracket, which would say to me, they have to cut spending when they don't have the money, and they're expecting the government to do the same thing. They don't expect the government to uh, provide for them. But they do have uh, rules and restrictions with regard to spending. I actually, my wife, uh, she gave me a debt ceiling this morning. She said, take that credit card out of your wallet and don't use it so i reached my debt ceiling and my wife said uh take it out of your wallet okay so it was effectively a rob carson marriage shutdown and nothing happened (laughs) it's it's weird uh joining me (laughs) on the newsmax hotline melanie collette the host of money talk with melanie and she says that uh, if americans have to live on a budget then the government should as well hello melanie how are you I'm well. How are you? I'm glorious. Is is the world going to end if the government has to shut down for a week or two? Eh, it's not. It, it really <laughs> isn't. But I, I will say this. What? Why did your wife just call the credit card company and tell them to extend your credit to give you like more credit? What I mean? Because it was so unreasonable to, for her to tell you to cut your spending <laughs> when she could have just called the credit card company and said, "Hey, how can we get into more debt?" Yeah, you like, know I, what, I Melanie? Now, now, wait a minute. If I took a government cue, what I could do is double down on it, spend even more, and pass my debt on to my children. Uh-huh. Oh, that is a great idea. Oh, that's how the government does it. Why can't we? 
Listen, the the government is so they're so shady. So part of, in the way they present things and the way the media presents things, I want to share a little something in your audience about government budgeting. Please. So you know, there's two different masters in the in the kind of business realm that you can get. You can get a master's of public administration or an MBA, right? A master's of business administration. So of course, business administration deals with private sector. Public administration deals with the public sector. Do you know mine happens to be an MPA, public sector? Uh-huh. Uh, do you know that when they teach you budgeting in a public sector, they teach you to budget with a deficit? Like this is totally reasonable. What? To, I'm not kidding. No, no, no. For real. <laughs> they teach you to budget with a deficit, and I'm like, that okay? Budgeting with a deficit means like there's no money there. Like yeah. that's like magic money. It's invisible money. Yeah. But that's literally how they teach government workers to budget and i and i thought to myself well no wonder i had to do a project during my master's where i I was in charge of a daycare center or something some government funded daycare center and i had to do a budget for them and uh i had to change the uh percent of the deficit like from year to year Uh over, over a few years time yeah yeah that's literally how they do it and then when the government says that they've cut the budget what they mean no. is that they have not increased it for the following year. Yeah. That is not the same thing we mean. Well, you know, uh, Ru- Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh said that for years. I wrote for Rush. I wrote a good Daryl of his comedy for a number of years, and he said that forever. He says they never cut. They they may yep. they may cut the uh, percentage increase. They may go from ten percent to five percent, but they never cut, Melanie. They never do. You and I have to. States have to live by a budget, but we have under and both sides, by the way. And I'll call out Donald Trump. If you're going to be a hawk on Russia and you're going to be a hawk on defense, then be a damn hawk on the deficit or on on the debt. I mean, not yeah, the deficit. He's spent a lot of money. Boom. It's <laughs> bull crap. We've gone from, I remember when Barack Obama was president, we were below $10 trillion. We're at $31 trillion, approaching $1 trillion in interest annually. And there's a point where uh, everything goes to hell. What What is the worst case scenario if we keep jacking this up and uh, and we keep uh, adding to the, uh, the debt, not the deficit, the debt of the country? What's going to happen to us versus a government shutdown for a couple of weeks where government employees get a, a paid time off? Well, that is exactly right. And, you know, the it, more problematic than how much we owe is to whom we owe <laughs> yeah. that much. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot, you know, not not like good people, not like super uh, like altruistic, uh, nice people that we owe money to, like China, yeah. for example. And of course, I'm referring to the government, not not you know Chinese people. Um, but you know, the government of China, who is also like, while we are also uh, indebting ourselves to China, on a parallel of that, we're also allowing China to buy up areas. Uh, buy up land and things like that near our uh, military installations. Like we're we're making moves and doing yeah. things. Yeah. You know, so what if China decides that they're going to collect and they're like, okay, well now we own this. Yeah. Now, now you know we, we're going to own half the United States. And by the way, no more constitution. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you're all communists now. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and, and you know you, you you know some people think you are uh, uh, you know 
inflating things or whatever. No, it's not. It, it, you're not. I mean, right now we literally have a man in the White House who's <laughs> who's uh, who's a shell corporation or or a storefront um, endowment at the University of Pennsylvania got seventy million dollars from the communist Chinese after his son did a deal with the communist Chinese uh, gas company that enriched the Biden family with a five billion dollar no payback loan and put him in charge of a one point five billion dollar hedge fund, uh, even though Hunter Biden is a crack-addled prostitute monger. Okay, so uh, I don't think anything you could say about China and their intentions with regard to the United States would in any way, shape, or form be inflammatory. Melanie Collette, by the way. And by the way, you can find Melody at, uh, on Twitter at NJGOP Diva. Let me ask you this, Melody, because you seem to be quite uh, uh, schooled in economics um, versus me. What do you suppose, if, if the government were going to uh, cut... Uh, I heard Mark Levin on Sunday. He said the uh, the DOJ should have its budget cut by 20%. Right now, I know that places like uh, Netflix and Disney and Amazon and Meta and all of these places, uh, all of the untouchables with regard to the tech sector that never have to make cuts, they're making massive cuts. What do you suppose would be possibly a good starting point as far as the federal government? And what do you I – mean, this is going to be ballpark – but if, if companies can cut, you know, like Twitter, cut the, the 70% of its workforce, and they're still on, still working, what could the government do, do you suppose, the federal government? They, there are so many areas they could cut. Uh, my personal favorite, because I, I, I'm a recovering educator, um, <laughs> is the Department of Education. Oh, God, not, yes. not, not Not constitutional at all. And all they seem to do are really bad things. They never like do they do do anything ever to actually help kids. Well, Ever. Melanie, does the government do anything right now? I mean, you look at this. Joe Biden went to Washington, D.C. in 1973, and uh, every one of the problems that the government is still struggling with is still a problem. Infrastructure still screwed up. Uh, schools are still screwed up. Social Security still going to be insolvent. Uh, you yep. know, I can go on and on. They never fix a damn thing, but they keep wanting more of our money, which says this should be the point where we say enough is enough that that's exactly right on my show I, I generally encourage people not only to cut but also to boost the other side of, of their uh balance sheet but where the government is concerned they need to do more cuts the fact that they just spent like one two one point two million dollars on coffee makers for offices in the pentagon like what <laughs> what, what the hell doing? what and the I'm what saying that the, i make my own coffee every morning yeah every morning it is not, you know, that difficult to do. Or, or yeah. how about this? Buy your own damn coffee. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> why Why are our government people, why are middle class workers paying for coffee coffee makers, like very nice coffee makers for the Pentagon? Why? Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. And all, all of the, do you know that the government has no idea how many regulations they have, oh. how many departments they have. Yeah. They literally don't know. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, duplication that goes on in the government. I used to write uh, for the Horn News. I used to write uh, articles uh -huh. for the Horn News, and they assigned me, they gave me this assignment once uh, to find out about government regulations. And I'm a pretty decent researcher, uh -huh. and I could not find the total amount of government researchers. And finally, I stumbled upon uh, a government. Uh, regulations. So finally, I stumbled upon the government website 
that that you know always post the regulations for the public. Yeah. And the answer was they don't know. The government doesn't even know. No. No. Like that's how big it is. When you can't keep track of yourself, yeah. you're too big. Yeah, and listen to this. This is a piece that came out last week, and this is a GAO, a GAO, Government Accountability Office, study, and they discovered that the Pentagon cannot account for $220 billion worth of equipment uh, to, military con- to, to military contractors. And this includes uh, properties, government-furnished properties, and whatnot. That's how bad things are. So, you know, when you, you think that maybe cutting the DOD, the Department of Defense, is sacrosanct, you are wrong. Because uh, the DOD is not a metaphor for the soldiers who are out there who are making almost nothing, who Joe Biden last year gave tips for getting food stamps. This is about massive government waste. And i got to tell you, Melanie, I think, I think we need an across-the-board cut. I don't care what department it is. I think we need an across the board cut not just a decrease uh, in spending but wrong. a cut but a cut I, now go ahead i think there's a lot of people who are legitimately not working not doing anything and who are the and no one's ever h- held responsible you you're going to tell me there's no one who's responsible for keeping track of the department of defense properties that does not come under anyone's purview yeah is that what you're going to tell me you, i don't you would believe think. that well so who is that person why do they still have a job thank you You know, you know what's, Melanie, you know what's remarkable? In government, you can fail your way up. Oh, 100%. I mean, we have so many people who are incompetent. Hell, one of the most incompetent people you could possibly imagine is the vice president. Oh, and listen, (laughs) she's so brutal. And and the fact that they, you know, it it really, as as a black woman, you know, myself, it really bothers me that they, that like, that's, your first time out for a black VP, that's what you go with? Just, <laughs> are you trying to make it so that nobody will ever hire me for anything? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you, you are not helping. Like, you did that so that you could help black women. Yeah. How did you help black women by putting a completely incompetent yeah. black woman in there? Yeah. And the thing is, you could have found a very competent vice president. Yeah. Yeah, and, and let's let, picked a shell. Well, let's not let's not forget Katanji Brown Jackson, who was supposed to be uh, uh, historical, I guess, and she's a Supreme Court justice. Doesn't even know what a woman is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and you know the, the bigger problem with that is she's a wuss. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's the biggest problem. She knows what a woman is. Yeah, but she doesn't want to say it because she's a wuss. And she's intimidated by the woke left, and she didn't want to say that. Yeah. She's not a dumb girl. No. She knows what a woman is. Yeah, yeah. She does. Yeah, I do too. I've got one. Woke left, and that's that's the problem when people pick you uh, because of your gender and the color of your skin. And, yeah. and you know, as long as we're talking about yeah. uh, Justice Brown, yeah. President Biden could not have done her a bigger disservice by saying, "I'm going to pick a black woman." Yeah. Oh, like, how could you have done? I wouldn't want that job. No, everybody's because, looking at you, giving you the side eye because they know that the first thing they looked at on your resume was that you're brown and a woman. No, thank you. Well, that's like when you go to, a, you know, you're, you're the son of the CEO and he hires you, like in Tommy Boy, when uh, when uh, Chris Farley's hired by his Brad, his dad uh, Brian Dennehy at the company. Everybody went, uh. Really? Yeah, nepotism. It's kind of like that, but it's a version of it. It's a politically correct nepotism, and it is kind of sad. Hey, Melanie, I appreciate your time today. Uh, you can find you on uh, on Twitter at NJGOPDiva. Uh, where else can people find your show? Because I think it's it's fascinating. 
You can also find me on Twitter at Money Talk Mel, uh, on Facebook uh, at Money Talk with Melanie on 98.7 The Coast, and anywhere where you enjoy your podcasts, you can find Money Talk with Melanie. You can even ask good old Alexa to play Money Talk with Melanie. And she well, look what you it. just My Alexa unit in the office just went off. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, have a glorious day, and I'm hoping that 2023 is the year we finally right this ship. I'm not holding my breath, but I'm hopeful. Indeed. Thank you for having me. All right, let's take a break. You were listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I don't know if you know this, but the uh, price of gas is going back up again. Kind of weird how it happens after midterms. Yeah. How high is gas prices, mama? She said five bucks a gallon and rise. Only 50% more. How high is gas prices, papa? Than when Trump was he president. Said six bucks a gallon and rise. <laughs> Joe Biden, he don't have our back. We can't drill and we can't frack. Frack. The economy is under attack. Six bucks a gallon and rise. It's a fracking joke. <laughs> How high is oil prices, mama? She said 125 and rising. How high is oil prices, papa? He said 135 and rising. All the drilling Biden's killed. Better black we will not build. His own pockets, Joe is filled. Seven bucks a gallon and rising. How high's inflation, mama? That's pretty high. She said eight percent and rising. How high's inflation, papa? He said nine percent and rising. Food prices going up every day. Double what you used to pay. Wish Joe Biden would go away. Ten percent and rising. I don't know if you do this, but when you're energy uh, independent, your price of uh, your price of energy goes down dramatically. I mean, like wicked way down. Like in OPEC countries, you could fill up your car for you know twenty cents a gallon. It, it happens that way when you're energy independent, and we are. We've got, we sit on oceans of oil and fossil fuels that were placed there by God. By the way, they are a gift from God. They were meant to be discovered. They work beautifully, and they're organic. It's weird how that happens. Then you got morons like Kathy Hochul proposing a, ga- a ban on uh, new natural gas appliances. I've got some uh, <clears throat> a uh, legislature in a legislator in New Mexico uh, for all new building, all new homes. This idiot wants uh, uh, solar panels and a charging station for a worthless piece of crap electric car. I know, I know. Uh, but that's what they're planning on doing. Here is uh, Jen. No, this is not Jen Saki. Jen Saki is no longer there. Corinne Jean-Pierre, apparently uh, America's favorite mousy Marxist. Here she is blaming the increase on gas prices, which was uh, kept artificially low uh, by Joe Biden releasing money, or I should say oil, from our strategic petroleum reserve and selling it to China. Um, and here she is blaming Republicans for the uh, increase in gas prices. Now House Republicans are using their n- narrow majority to force the American people to pay higher gas prices just as big oil companies are amassing record profits. What's even more alarming is that this isn't, this is only... Because the oil companies have to go to Venezuela now. The only attempt by House Republicans majority to raise costs on middle middle class families. Oh, you mean like 40 40 year high inflation stuff like that? House Republicans are also pushing a tax increase on middle class families and inflation worsening tax cut for the rich and high prescription. You know, she is so full of crap. 
that uh, her eyes are uh, brown now. They used to be blue. Uh, don't it make her brown eyes blue? Um, or her blue eyes brown? Let's go to Chris in Fort Worth. Chris wants to comment about uh, our previous guest and uh, the uh, government spending and whatnot. Go ahead, my friend. What's up? Hey, Rob. It's your man, Chris in Fort Worth. The weather's so, rainy. It's all right. We need the weather. The ducks like it. My cat Yes. Hey, do you know what an ano is, real quick? Well, I mean, uh, I do, but I don't want to talk about it on the radio. No, what is well, it? I have no idea. What American is... in name only. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, that was close. American okay. in name only, an ano. We have oh. a bunch of those prostitutes in the World Economic Forum, Chris Ray and the governor of Georgia. Ano, they're not American. They're traitors to the nation. Okay, and you're saying that, that that Christopher Ray is one of those people, and uh, oh yeah. yeah, Governor Kemp, yeah, I think they're all in coots. Kathy Hochul or Katie Katie Hobbs, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, when you when you use the uh, the, what, did you come up with American in name only? Did you come up with that? No, no, that's not okay. my term. It, it's done by uh, uh, Nor Bin Laden. Believe it or not. Oh, I know Nor Bin Laden. I've heard of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Osama. <laughs> Yeah, well, what I would suggest is when you're talking about it in a casual conversation, don't say, uh, uh, are you into ANO? Don't, don't do that. It could get you in a lot of trouble because American in name only, somebody might get offended. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show, and trust me, I have enough material for hours number Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But I will do my level best to try to get it all in. Uh, by the way, Newsmax is doing a poll on Donald Trump and uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, they're the major players with regard to the 2024 election. Uh, Donald Trump, the only candidate who's officially announced. And if you'd like to vote uh, for who you would like to see as the GOP candidate for 2024, all you have to do is just text the word event to 39747. That's 39747. Event is the number to 39747. Uh, and let your voice be heard. Tune in to Newsmax, by the way, for news you can trust. And if you get the opportunity today, because uh, DirecTV is planning on removing Newsmax this week from its platform while still paying liberal outlets, 11 of them, to be on their, uh, on their platform with uh, their terrible ratings, even though Newsmax and number four, Cable News Network and Rising, uh, go to my uh, social media sites and uh, find out who your congressperson is or, or just do it on your own and call them and say, hey, man, uh, do me a favor. Uh, get in touch with DirecTV and stop this deplatforming of conservatives. All right? So there you go. There you go. Oh, we got to talk about the dumbest vice president in history. I know they said about uh, Dan Quayle, but honestly, he just misspelled. Mis She's bought a side, but won't go to the border. He misspelled potato. From Mexico, she stays so very far. Kamala Harris is just an idiot. She doesn't seem to care about law and order. Don't believe me? Kamala. Listen to her talk. Responsibility, she's always shirking. Shirking. Maybe she's relaxing in some spa. It's seldom that you'll ever see her working. Kamala. 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 I know that it's a mystery. That's racist. She didn't pronounce his name right. That Kamala. I mean, her name. Kamala. Right? 
whatever. Somehow become the VP. That's Jim Gossett. You know she wants to move into the White House. He's a rock star. She can't wait to become the left's new star. <laughs> Disaster it would be. What a tragedy. If somehow she became the president. It's gonna happen. This It's going to be, uh, it, uh, I did, there's a real good chance it could happen. I'm just going to tell you, there's a real good chance. If there's something on Hunter Biden's laptop that says that he was communicating classified documents with his business associates, it's over for Joe. I'm just going to tell you. So, uh, Kamala Harris spoke on the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Hold on one second. Let me do a quick update. Uh, the number of back alley abortions that have murdered women and disfigured them horribly for life is, since uh, Roe v. Wade was uh, um, gotten rid of, uh, zero. All of the caterwauling for the last 50 years uh, uh, was a lie. It was a lie, because abortion is still legal, by the way. Still legal. Still legal. You've got to go to a different state. So uh, congressmen are going to have to actually pay their interns to, you know, the flight, uh, airfare, and accommodations to get their abortions. So there's that. But uh, uh, Kamala Harris decided to uh, do a speech the other day commemorating the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And I'm going to just real quick get serious. Okay? Let me talk to the Democrats out there. Now, you may think this is just a matter of uh, verbiage. Kamala Harris left one of the three rights listed in the Declaration of Independence. And what are those, kids? What are those? Real quick. I'm I'm talking to you, uh, you know, guys who graduated when I was in school, uh, who actually learned this stuff. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what it's all about, right? Isn't Isn't that all it's about? When you codify that... I mean, you become the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind to guarantee life and freedom and the ability to determine your own destiny. That's pretty amazing. It was pretty revolutionary about 250 years ago. That's why we had a revolution about it. But Kamala Harris decided to exclude the first word out of that because life is equated with allowing a baby to survive the womb, which Kamala Harris actually did. I know, hard to believe. I'm not sure her brain lived, but anyway, here's Kamala. Oh, let's not play that again. Here's Kamala, your uh, your VP. We collectively believe and know America is a... Did you hear that? Do you, do you, do you wonder who she's being coached by? Listen, real quick. Leave and no. And no. What other president said no like that? Yeah. America is a promise. America is a promise. It is a promise of freedom and liberty. Not for some, but for all. Unless you're a conservative. Then you got to shut up. Then we're going to throw you in jail. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, well, let's hear what she thinks about that. That we are each endowed with the right. She didn't say our creator. She left God out of it. 
Well, that's kind of telling, isn't it? I mean, if she leaves God out of it, what else could she leave out of it? To liberty and the pursuit of happiness. To liberty and the pursuit of... Wait a minute, wait a minute. She, we're endowed, which, I mean, could mean a lot of things. You know, you could be well endowed or you could be just kind of endowed. But anyway, uh, Kamala Harris says that we're endowed, excluded God, and then excluded life. Because life means babies being born. Now, uh, my friends at uh, WCBM, our anchor station... Uh, Sean Casey put together this little montage of uh, Kamala Harris, who left creator and life out of the words of the Declaration of Independence. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. That we are each endowed... That they are endowed by their creator. Let me see that. That was uh, Martin Luther King Jr., and he mentioned God there. With certain inalienable rights. To liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Wow, guys. You're vice president. You you may laugh about this. You may think it's funny or cute or whatever. I think it's uh, absolutely incredible that we would have somebody in public office who would exclude creator, <laughs> which, by the way, the Bill of Rights was created, and, and they, they, they said that these rights come from God, not from man. They can't be taken away that way, you see. You see. And she avoided saying, God and life, which is kind of how they do things in China, right? Right? Remember the uh, the former uh, labor secretary for uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Rush used to call him Robert Reich. Robert Reich getting blasted on Twitter as a racist for saying abortion bans aren't pro-life, but pro-poverty and pro-inequality. Now you're thinking this is not that big a deal. Let's listen to a little bit of what Robert Reich had to say about abortion. Abortion bans are not pro-life. They're pro-poverty and pro-inequality. I'll tell you what we can do about it in a moment, but first let me explain how these bans worsen inequalities. You probably heard of the two abortion cases making their way through the courts, but it's not just Texas and Mississippi's new bans. For years, Republican state lawmakers, almost entirely white men, have been chipping away at reproductive freedom Enacting laws that lead to... No, 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 no that's, that's not true, actually. It's people who uh, lived uh, through the birthing process, and they want uh, all babies to be able to get that, too, to get some of that sweet, sweet life. Clinic closures force people to travel hundreds of miles for abortions and create near-insurmountable barriers for low-income people, especially people of color. Now, make no mistake, bans like those in Texas and Mississippi won't stop abortions. Wealthier people will always have access, but millions of low-income people will be forced to give birth. With now, what did he just say? You're thinking, well, yeah, yeah, he's right. The poor people can't afford abortions like rich people. Now, what he's saying is that unless you abort your baby as a black person, uh, you're going to subject that baby to a life of poverty. And, uh, and uh, 
and uh, you know uh, whatever other kind of uh, uh, restrictions you have. So uh, he's saying that uh, if you do not support abortion, if you do not, uh, he's saying abortion bans are are not pro life; they are pro poverty and pro inequality. So what he's doing is he's saying that. Black people need to be able to afford abortions because otherwise their babies will spend their entire lives in poverty and in inequality. Now, if I'm not mistaken, we had a black president of the United States. His name was Barack Obama. And he was supposed to be a history-making uh, president, and it was history-making. And I'll give him credit. Hell yeah. I mean, when Barack Obama became the president, as much as I, I wanted uh, uh, a black person to be the president, just not that black person because he's uh, essentially a communist. Uh, his political campaign in life was created in the uh, <clears throat> foyer of uh, two radical weather underground terrorists. And oddly enough, has the, the um, quality of life and uh, has the uh, poverty level and the uh, violence level and abortion level and fatherless home levels of, of uh, people of color in inner cities, has it approved in any way, shape or form? Now, it's gotten a whole lot worse. And uh, in all these cities that are run by Democrats, it's gotten a whole lot worse. So what is Robert Reich doing? Well, Robert Reich is saying rather than, I don't know, do something about uh, what's going on in the inner city communities with, uh, with the black population, whether than rising them up, whether, rather than encouraging faith and family, whether than uh, encouraging people to stay in school and not have children out of wedlock and not join gangs and not this and that and this and that. He's just saying, well... Your only choice is abortion or poverty. Isn't that telling? Knowing that Margaret Sanger created Planned Parenthood, and she created Planned Parenthood to exterminate people of color and the handicapped. Don't believe me? Look it up. But Robert Reich, the Democrat Party, who has done nothing for people of color, for improving their lot in life in the United States of America, and I believe to many extents that is by design is saying that the only option is abortion and we can't make it so expensive that black people can't get it. In other words, he's saying black babies shouldn't live. I don't think I'm being pejorative at all here. That's what he's saying. He's giving you an option, abortion or a life of inequality and poverty. And the Democrat Party is doing nothing to create equality and wealth in the communities that would survive the abortion. Yeah, there you go. Mic drop, at least for a break, and then I'll pick it back up. And take your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record-low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. So I uh, came up with a new expression last night. And uh, I had mentioned that for at least 30 years in our country, because I've experienced it. I'm in my 50s, but I was in my 20s when I uh, uh, officially, I guess, came out of the closet as a conservative writing for the Rush Limbaugh program. And since then, I've seen how uh, conservatives are uh, maligned, how uh, businesses are afraid to advertise on conservative uh, outlets. You know, a lot of times you get uh, gold companies, and that's cool, and survival food supplies and all that, and that's cool, and we need that, and that's great. But where, what about General Motors? Why won't the, uh, you know, whatever advertise on my show? <gasps> Ooh, it's conservative. You can't do that. 
Meanwhile, uh, you know, uh, the, the late night television is, I mean, left, left, left of center. And, you know, there's like uh, every commercial for Pepsi to McDonald's to whatever, but not a conservative media. Why the hell not? Do you not want to reach the larger portion of the population because we are a center right company? Do you not want our country? Do you, do you not want to reach them? No, no, the left has just made it impossible. They, uh, they go after businesses for advertising and conservative media. Uh, Hollywood, you can count on one hand the number of A-list celebrities that are conservatives. They're terrified to say anything. They, keep, they speak in hushed tones in, uh, in Hollywood. They speak in hushed tones. Dear God in heaven, when is the last time you were at a... Like, for instance, we went to Christmas at our, um, my wife's family, and she said, no politics, because she knows what will happen. I might say something... Uh, and I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even start the conversation. But if I merely espouse a conservative point, I will be completely set upon like piranhas on a calf's leg in the Amazon. That's the way it is. So I have to censor my speech. And then we had to censor a speech on social media. Otherwise, you can lose your social media presence. We found out the FBI actually involved in censoring conservative speech the last three, four years, shutting it down. So here is the... Uh, the expression that I came up with, Democrats and leftists shutting down conservative speech. This is, a, a, well, I'll just call it the Dem Crow era. It is the Dem Crow era. Uh, the Democrats are saying that you cannot speak if you are conservative. We're just going to call it Dem Crow. All right? And it kind of makes sense because you can't speak out loud if you're a conservative. It's gotten so bad there's a guy on Fox. And he saw this guy, Gianno Caldwell, his younger brother, was murdered in Chicago. And this, this story just destroyed me. He, Christian was this little boy, he's eight, well, he's 18 years old, shot to death in Chicago. I remember him being interviewed, uh, Gianno Caldwell, talking about his brother. And it just it, it tore me up. And he's in uh, having uh, lunch or breakfast at Paradise, Paradis, Paradis, you know, it's a, the fancy way of saying paradise. Um, like a cinema paradiso, uh, but paradise book and bread. And they just sitting there having some uh, breakfast. And a, and a woman identified herself as the owner. And she said that she'd been listening to their conversation and decided they were not welcome in the establishment. She said, uh, yeah, your, your uh, political views are not in alignment with ours. Uh, I don't feel comfortable. You have to leave. Caldwell said he spoke to uh, them about his uh, brother, Christian, who was fatally shot. He also spoke about how progressive district attorneys are worsening, worsening the prime problem, crime problem around the nation. Caldwell said the other people did not mention their own political views. And yet the owner came over and said um, that uh, much of what they were discussing was very troubling, specifically when talking about women in degrading ways, whatever, uh, as well as using eugenic arguments about their thoughts on Roe v. Wade. We support women, especially when they you know, are born. Behavior in their words uh, made other folks in the space uh, uncomfortable. They, they're doing that on campus, too, by the way. It was clear that they were finished with their meal. We told them that our views don't align and that the language they were using was unwelcome in our space. That's what the owner of Paradis, Paradis, Termis, whatever the hell it is, Books and Bread, said after kicking this man, who, by the way, is a man of color, out of their breakfast establishment after monitoring their political speech and telling them they have to go. Fox News political analyst and our friend Gianna Caldwell is calling out a Miami, Florida restaurant after being asked to leave due to his conservative views. The restaurant, Parody Books and Bread, writing on Instagram, Parody. quote, their behavior and their words made other folks in the space, as well as us, working very uncomfortable. 
We told them that our views don't align and that the language they were using was unwelcome in our space. Gianno wrote, taken for granted, and he joins us now. Thank you, Gianno. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Tell us exactly what happened. Well, first, Rachel, you know, this situation reminds me of something that MLK said in 1963, a very simple truth. He said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You know, uh, I am sure that there has been a time in our past where uh, people of color or different persuasions would go into an uh, establishment, maybe, I don't know, Woolworths or something like that, and be told that your kind aren't welcome here. Isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah. Right now, your kind, if you're a conservative, are not welcome on big social media, and now apparently in restaurants. It's like we're almost repeating history. After Kamala Harris bastardized the words of the, uh, of the Declaration of Independence excluding God and life. Yeah, kind of interesting, right? Yeah, it ain't going to fly. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. More coming up. Don't go anywhere. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. Just talked about uh, this young man, uh, Gianno Caldwell. He is in Miami hanging out with his friends. He's a uh, Fox News contributor. His brother was murdered last year in Chicago. He's got a book out, and he's hanging out talking to his friend. The owner kind of leans into the conversation, I guess, overhears that they're discussing, uh, you know, conservative viewpoints and says you got to leave. Your kind ain't welcome here. Your kind ain't welcome here. And I uh, expressed that we've been living through Dem Crow. If you are a conservative of any color, we're living through Dem Crow. It means that you can't be, uh, you can't be big in Hollywood. Uh, you're going to get uh, taken down. New York Times is going to lie about your book sales. Uh, what else? You're not going to be able to monetize on YouTube while all sorts of other people are going to make a ton of money. I haven't been able to make a dime on, uh, on uh, uh, Facebook. I can't even pay them to promote my T-shirt and swag line. They won't do it. You know, it, it's almost like I got some sort of a scarlet letter with a big C on my forehead or something. But that's the way it is. And then, and then we all find out today, uh, well, actually, I've known about this, but, uh, you know, DirecTV, they want to, uh, they're deplatforming the Newsmax this week. Now, they did the same thing to OAN last year, and Newsmax isn't going to take it lying down. Uh, GOP lawmakers promising to investigate this red flag First Amendment violation. They have asked DirecTV to turn over their ratings for each of their channels and the fees paid by the network to those channels. This uh, is despite the fact that DirecTV pays 11 liberal channels on its network lineup. Isn't that interesting? It's Dem Crow. That's what it's all about. This is new from Jim Gossett. Direct TV. I'm calling Direct TV. Or your congressperson. Tell them that. They better keep Newsmax or I'm done. Oh boy. Don't be woke. Somebody ought to stop you. You'll be broke. When we all drop you, we the day will come When a move oh so dumb It comes back Back to bite you right in the butt <laughs> We're wanting you drop news 
about uh, present a reasonable argument and uh, we have the exchange of uh, the free exchange of ideas how about that it's what has made america great you see and uh, it, it also is a reason why direct tv is allowed to operate so there's that um go to my social media <clears throat> if you want to contact your congress member and say keep uh newsmax on direct tv because otherwise i'm gonna tell you right now direct tv pay attention to disney Pay attention to Netflix. Pay attention to their uh, betting down with woke culture. What is it going to get you? Pay attention to M&M's. Yeah, did you hear about M&M's? Listen to this. M&M's puts the woke spokescandies on indefinite pause after the backlash. They said, now we get it. After two weeks of ridicule over the all-female version of the iconic chocolate pieces and lesbian overtones in new marketing of its female spokes candies, Eminem said, we get it on Monday. In a statement posted on Twitter, Eminem said, America, let's talk. In the last year, we've uh, made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. Are they really beloved? I don't think so. The, the guys were funny. They were funny getting eaten and everything. It was kind of funny. Uh, we weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the Internet, but now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizings, which uh, was the last thing M&M's wanted since we are bringing people together, you know, to get fat and uh, diabetes. But anyway, <clears throat> therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from spokes candies, according to uh, the uh, the company in the now uh, abandoned marketing campaign, green and brown had their femininity toned down in their shoe choices, while the new purple female spokes candy was designed to promote inclusivity by, among other things, appearing to be plus sized. Okay, um, uh, M and M's have no uh, nutritional value. All they do is make you fat. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yes, kids, eat your M&M's if you want to be healthy. Like Uncle Steve over here, who can't even breathe because he weighs 800 pounds. Yeah. Green M&M's got her boots back, but apparently is uh, now a lesbian, said uh, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that makes China say, oh, good. Yeah, keep focusing on that. Keep focusing on that. They're going to replace the uh, spokes uh, M&M's with Maya Rudolph. Who was used to be on uh, SNL? Direct TV. Take a cue. Take a cue. Okay? Allow the freedom to choose on TV. But you're not pro choice. Oh, come on, Jesus. Something completely different, moron. Spoiled children of privilege try to burn down Atlanta. I don't know if you know about this, but uh, uh, Manuel Esteban Tehran of Tallahassee shot and severely injured a Georgia Patrol trooper uh, at the so-called Autonomous Zone uh, near Atlanta. These are a bunch of uh, leftist occupiers. They want to stop this new uh, police training facility, this uh, Atlanta Public Safety Training Center. And, uh, and so all of these uh, uh, non-bathing individuals decided to uh, camp out in the woods. And then when this jackweed, Manuel Tehran of uh, Tallahassee, 
he got shot after shooting a police officer. They decided they would uh, burn the place down. And uh, just like in 2020, the uh, the uh, media apparently was down with the narrative that despite the fact that there are cop cars burning and bank buildings being broken into, it's mostly peaceful. We're taking you right now. You can see people running in opposite directions and you on see, the other yeah, side Eric, of that. Yeah, Tyler. I ahead. do want to... Yeah, Eric, we're far enough away. You'll see the officer right there with APD. He has uh, what appears to be zip ties. Uh, we're not for far enough... I'm not thinking America's going to let the summer of 2020 happen again. Mm, I'm not. We can't see if they've taken anyone into custody, but it did appear that they were ready to do that, uh, to try to, uh, try to calm the situation that's unfolding here. And as you said, this really... A protest initially to try to uh, protest what happened on Wednesday here where, uh, I mean, they were handing out that vehicle still uh, up in flames here over at the at Andrew Young and Peachtree. There's a police uh, police car. If you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at that protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest. Yeah, largely peaceful. They're trying that crap again. I don't think that's going to work out so well. I don't think it's going to work out. Here are some of the uh, children of privilege, <laughs> and this is funny because I, I had mentioned uh, years ago I came up with the expression cameo kids, and these are kids uh, who, um, when I was growing up, there was a, a, all of the grocery aisles had a candy aisle, and it's the opportunity if you've been good and everything for your parents to maybe give you a little treat, just a little treat, maybe a Snicker bar, maybe some Skittles or whatever, maybe say, you know, some bubble yum gum. That was a big deal when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, what your mom would do then if she didn't want you to have it is you, they'd, she'd say no. And you would, uh, you would say, okay, uh, but I want it. And your mom would say, if you raise your voice again, we're going we're gonna to have a little uh, what fur when we get home. And so you just kind of let it go. And, you know. But then <clears throat> ushered in a new generation. I'm not sure exactly when this started. But children uh, shrieking, crying, falling on the floor, causing a fuss and all that. And the parents just saying, okay, 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 just, get you, just don't embarrass me anymore. So they created checkouts without candy. That's how desperate they were, so the kids wouldn't freak out, and mom and dad who couldn't say no could, uh, you know, just get them out of the store. It's kind of stupid. Rather than just parenting, saying no, the stores just said okay, and then they also got these big old shopping carts that are the size of a, a tanker, you know, an oil tanker going through the the Panama Canal. You seen those things with the two seats and the they got they got. Uh, Safety belts on them. It, it's insane. But anyway, candy out, kids. That's what I'm saying. Here are some of them. Francis Carroll, 22, of Maine. Uh, she is the son of a, or he, sorry, <laughs> could be, could be. Anyway, son of a yacht-sailing multimillionaire family. Yeah, yeah. Comes from uh, Kennebunkport, where the President George W. Bush is from. Madeline uh, Fiola, 22, of Spokane, Washington. Uh, she is uh, from a wealthy Portland, Oregon family, and she's a trans non-binary activist and 2022 alumni of Oberlin College. Wow. And you want to know what her degree is? Well, she studied archaeological studies with a focus on decolonization, and this is what she's doing with her degree. Yeah, way to spend that money, Mom and Dad. Emily Catherine Murphy of Gross Isle, Michigan, uh, doesn't uh, fully understand what being vegan means. Murphy is a middle-class vegan activist who uh, previously served as the at-chair uh, for the Chicago chapter of Al Gore's Climate Reality Project. Ivan James Ferguson, 23, Henderson, Nevada, 23-year-old, award-winning uh, classical music uh, clarinet virtuoso, studied at the prestigious San Francisco Conservatory of Music. 
Yeah, there you go. These are some of the some of the some of the, uh, the uh, candy aisle kids that. Uh, and you know who else was a candy aisle kid? You know who else came from privilege and then uh, committed acts of terror? Osama bin Laden. Yeah, Osama bin Laden. They're right there in the same class with Osama bin Laden. Hell yeah. Here's uh, Victor Davis Hanson talking about uh, candy aisle kids without saying the uh, words candy aisle kids. The left is a revolutionary. It's like the French revolutionary Jacobin movement. They don't trust any customs. They don't honor any laws. Everything is fluid, and it's legal only to including the their gender extent that it's useful. So, so the hundred and. 80-year filibuster that they used to treasure as the minority party in the Senate, it's, they want to get rid, rid of it. Yeah. The 150-person, uh, the 150-year nine-person Supreme Court, get rid of it. It's not I want a sticker bar, and I want the Supreme Court to uh, expand. Useful. They can't have a Republican justice flip as they did from Warren to David Souter easily anymore. So the, the, like adolescents, they're angry. 50-state union we've had for 60 years, bring in two more states to get senators. Same thing with a national voting law to override the constitutional prerogative. Yeah, yeah it's candy out, kids. That's what I said. It's a spoiled, entitled class. Uh, you know, rich, white kids. Uh, the, and the thing is, they don't have a crisis. They've never had a crisis. They've never had a war. They've never had a civil rights movement. They've always had uh, car seats, you know. <laughs> they've always had bike helmets. You know, they've always had uh, cell phones wherever they went. Mom and Dad would never think to let them play outside. Dear God in heaven, are you kidding me? No, 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 no. No, you can't be doing that. And so they have to create a meaning in their life. They have to create something that they're fighting against. They have to fight. They have to become victims somehow. They have to have a meaning in life. And this is it. And it's really sad. It's really sad that this is their out. That they have to create a crisis because their lives are so cushy that they can do it. It is uh, really, really remarkable. And here is a Miranda Devine. Uh, she was talking yesterday. I'm not sure if it was Newsmax or Fox or whatever. But anyway, the DOJ has a double standard uh, treating uh, Republicans versus uh, candy out kids. I mean, it's just laughable, honestly. You just look at the way, as you have said, they're treating Antifa compared to January 6th uh, protesters and rioters. You, you know, Antifa and the, in those BLM Antifa riots for months before the 2020 election, they were the shock troops of the Democratic Party. And Meanwhile, the retired firefighter who was let into the Capitol was looking for a restroom, went into Nancy Pelosi's office, didn't destroy anything, just put his feet up on the desk, was found guilty on all eight charges in a D.C. kangaroo court. The man's name is Richard Barnett. He's been in jail for 700 plus days a lot of the times in uh, in solitary confinement and he could spend 20 years in jail for that urged on by kamala harris and nancy pelosi uh joe biden even just turning a blind eye saying no big deal pelosi said oh you know people will do what people do uh and 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 you know when when there were um police stations burned down when there were police cars with molotov cocktails when there was a genuine violent insurrection to use the january 6th committee words um outside the white house in yeah, they tried to burn down historic saint john's church 2020 and the the president president trump had to be whisked with his family into an underground bunker uh and and there were terrible uh, injuries to police officers in that square st john square and then a light um then hardly anybody was uh ever was punished you know there was felony now do you see why i say that we have to this year move away from 
nonsense and back to common sense and why I say that 2023 not only should be but has to be the year of a new American revolution, a peaceful one, but in a revolution nonetheless. Do you get it now? Okay, cool. Let's come back from the break. This is The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's The Rob Carson Show. You know, we're talking about uh, returning to common sense from nonsense. Uh, members of a transsexual movement want uh, Aretha Franklin's 1968 hit "Natural Woman" band. I, I had a little, uh, a little tête-à-tête with my son uh, about this, and he said it was a parody. And I said, "Oh, really? Okay, all right." So I, I posted on social media. I said, "You know, you can do a lot of things, but don't be messing with the greatest female vocalist in the history of mankind with a with a beautiful, 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 beautiful song." About womanhood. You can mess with a lot of things, but don't do that. Turns out, no, not a parody. Not a parody at all. It's actually part of a, uh, a movement. group of uh, trans bullies in Norway demanding Spotify and Apple remove the song because it perpetuates, perpetuates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. There's no such thing as a natural woman. Yeah, there is. Uh, the message uh, can continued. The song has helped inspire acts of harm against transgender women. Um, you have uh, just stepped a little too far when you go after a beautiful song by the Queen of Soul, you little spoiled punk. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and buy the song. I just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got Spotify. I'll download it again, whatever. But uh, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Common sense, not nonsense. Tired of this. Tired of this BS, to be quite honest. Oh, and then of all, and this is great. Merrick Garland, the most <clears throat> political uh, uh, attorney general in the history of the country. Oh, I mean, there have been some that are real close, but he has really, really put the pedal, the metal down on it. Uh, going after uh, January 6th protesters, going after parents who, uh, uh, calling parents who d- disagree with CRT domestic terrorists. That's what this jackweed has done. And then yesterday he says that the DOJ is not political. You they, uh, ensure that we adhere to the rule of law. These mean, among other things, that we do not have different rules for Democrats or Republicans, different rules for the powerful or the powerless. Different Summer rules. of 2020 versus January the 6th. Mic drop. For the rich or for the poor. Democrats versus Republicans. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Mic drop. uh, The facts and the law in each case in a neutral, nonpartisan manner. uh, That is what we uh, always do. He definitely has brown eyes. I'm just going to I mean, beyond brown eyes on that guy. And here's Mark Levin. Just to talk about a few of the abuses that the FBI has committed in the last few years against conservatives. We've seen the corruption. FBI using Twitter, Google, and Facebook to censor and to monitor American citizens, scientists, experts, FBI's interference in federal elections, presidential elections in 2016, Russia collusion. It planted stories. It leaked lies. It concocted and created documents. In 2020, the FBI interfered again. Meetings with big tech to cover up Hunter Biden's laptop story. Yep. Twice. Yep. And, of course, they interfered with the midterm elections this time by withholding the fact that there were classified documents that Joe Biden was holding illegally. Yep. And they kept that secret 
for at least several months. The FBI has falsified evidence to the secret court, the FISA court. That yep. whole thing needs to be looked at. 2016, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the FBI most likely is monitoring you. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Levin actually said that uh, we should uh, get a, a FOIA request for information the FBI holds about you. And I have a funny feeling they've got uh, quite a, fi- a file on me. I'll just tell you that because I have had some things happen to me that I can't explain uh, and uh, shutdowns and whatnot. We know that the shutting down of conservative speech on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, that was all from the FBI. Uh, Merrick Garland, I want to see your ass impeached, and I want to see you in jail. There you go. Back to wrap things up in a sec. All right, guys, time for me to go. Make sure to contact your congressional representative or DirecTV and say don't drop Newsmax. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. See you then.